0: And welcome to Tea Time with Talks Josh, where we will sip the tea with our pinkies up and talk all things sophisticated. Bitch, please! (laughs) Sophisticated, my ass, honey. You better get ready, cause this tea's coming in hot. Well, hello, you beautiful people of the world. It's your boy here, Talks Josh, and welcome to Tea Time with me. Oh. It is spring in the air. Nature is trying to fuck everything with its pollen, honey. My allergies cannot take it. Oh, so if you hear me a little nasally, you know what's going on. I'm like sniffing flow like it's my drug of choice. I'm deep-throating Claritin like it's my job. I'm like trying local honey, but nothing's working. <clears throat> and heaven forbid you have an allergy cough because everybody looks at you like you have the COVID-19. But I'm over here going... I've been quarantined. I think now it's like day 40, 31. Lost count. I feel like the Titanic moment. It's like, it's been eight, it's four years. But COVID's in full force, and oh, here we are. But it's tea time, and I'm so excited. And it's episode four. And episode four is the final installment of the opening series, and it's entitled Unapologetically Me, part four. I know. So creative, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I have taken you on a journey for the moment I crowned from my mother, honey, all the way through elementary school, my first, you know, all this journey of middle school and high school and college and like, just to recap all of like being this person I wasn't having to try, trying to be straight and hot in East Tennessee and being still being this person that like, I was trying everybody else, everybody else was trying to get me to be and I just wanted the whole, I just, I just wanted to be what. Everybody wanted me to be, and life would be easy. But fuck that. Here we are, and I'm gonna take you from the moment. So I left you on a cliffhanger last time of like, oh, I like my mom like found out I was gay, <laughs> shat my pants a little bit. But comes to find out, it was okay. And we're just gonna dive right in and start the journey on how I changed and started becoming this me you see on social media and this unfitted raw wildness. Wow, that was a mouthful—unfiltered, raw, realness of uh, a person and what that looks like. And hopefully, I can help some of you all that are struggling being your authentic self. Maybe I can just help you along your journey too. So let's dive right in, shall we? Part four of Unapologetically Me. So we left off where my mama found out that I was I was gay. I liked the dick. She found out. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my. And it was a crazy time. It was a shitty time, actually. Like, on top of that, I was having some health problems that I was having to do. All that stuff may have told you on the last episode. Can't remember Borg I'll tell you again. Um, I was in the last semester of my nursing school. The nursing school, I did the accelerated BSM program. It was, like I said, it was like doing a Brazilian with duct tape. It was fast and painful. I was trying to graduate and all that stuff and i had this relationship drama that was awful i was str- I just i was stressed out i was depressed lord it was it was an awful time in my life like i my best friend one of my nursing best friends and she's like a sister to me tiffany she was there for me a lot love her to pieces um she was there for me during this time and if it was not for her i don't think i would have got through that rough time so tiffany thank you lord child for you during that that craziness but it was, it was stressful. Oh my God. It was so stressful. Um, but I was at the finish line with nursing school. I was like, okay, I think I got down to like 128 pounds. Like everybody was like, yes. And I'm like, sweetie, when you're six one and 128, that's not cute. That's not cute on you. But I look like a bag of skeleton bones. It was not cute. I got into some skinty jeans, honey, but no unhealthy. But anyways, Fast forward, December 2009, I graduated nursing school, praise the Lord, hallelujah, Lord, honey child. The Brazilian with duct tape was done, the damage had been done. No, I loved that school, it was a great time, but God, I was so glad to be done with that. I had finished four years of hard as fuck school at Vanderbilt, and then straight into a year and a half of hard as fuck in nursing school, wow. So, I was glad to be done, and all that stuff, so... I was like, boom. But I graduated. I was like, and it was kind of like a happy, like I was really happy that like it was a pivotal moment. Like I got my second degree, but I was miserable Like I was miserable with all this stuff going on in my life. But, you know, big girl panties on. Here we go. So I turned down the job, the dream job and all this stuff. And I ended up moving to Indianapolis to a city I did not want to go to because i had a place to go but then because the boy did what he did i had to find a place real quick ended up living in a place called raleigh towers that was a disaster it was on like practically the top floor of this thing that looked like the twin towers in new york in indianapolis and uh, i moved up during winter time i hate being cold and i moved to like a terribly cold city it was awful but I was up there on his top floor and like this small little balcony, I'd walk out and I would almost pee on myself like I'm terribly afraid of heights. And I'd walk out and it was like instant, like, I don't know about you, but if you have fear of heights and you walk up to the edge, it's like you feel this tingling in your private area. Like I can't describe it, but it's like you feel like you're going to pee on yourself, but it's like this weird feeling. And I was like, Ugh, it's terrified. I'd like have to crawl out and it would be icy half the time. Oh my God, it was like a death trap. And it was so high up. I think I was like on the 28th floor. <laughs> It was so crazy. And I'm pretty sure that balcony fell at some point within the next 10 years. It's fine. But anyways, I had to move up to this city, Indianapolis, to a city I did not want to move up to. And lo and behold, right outside of my freaking balcony, guess what house I could see? Yeah, the house I was supposed to move into. But the house that another, that the guy I was wanting to, you know, thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, um, was living with, with another guy. Yeah. Real shitty. So I was up there. I was afraid I was still gonna lose my family. Didn't know how they were going to take it. I was (laughs) just (laughs) miserable. I hated that time. And it was cold AF. Oh my God. It was snowing. I've never seen snow like that. Like, you know, in Tennessee, we freak out and we snow, but mm -mm. like this, this was a lot. Anyways, I was like, I was miserable. I was in a city I didn't want to be in. I had to see the house every freaking day out the thing. I kept the windows closed. It was, I was just over it. I was so over it. I was miserable. But I was in a city, a new city again, for the first time in forever. And just like me moving to Vandy in Nashville, like I was able to, like you know what? I don't have to like hide this anymore. I can get a fresh startup here. Here we go. So I <clears throat> started my first nursing job. It was fun. Um, it was a multi-specialty critical care type floor. Um, it was cool. It was a good first experience. The people up there, they were hilarious. Some of them were not so nice. I won't mention names, but I will be talking about my first year as a nurse, uh, up there with some shit that happened. Uh, but it was, uh, it was fun. I still have lifelong friends from it. Lee, my, um, preceptor, God, I loved her to death. I just talked to her today, actually, uh, like 10 years later. So it's, I was doing I was doing good. It was starting to warm up. I was starting to get over the depression. I was starting to get over the boy, all that stuff. And I, like, I was getting Stella got her groove back, girl, honey. Yes, she did. But then it started to warm up. And I was like, okay, like, that's cute. And I ended up enjoying the city. And fast forwarding a little bit, that's where I met um, the my ex-partner of seven years. We just recently separated like three years ago, but I met him in Indy. And that was a really cool thing and was a healthy relationship and all that stuff. And I, I had a blast. Um, and I, m- I miss Indy during the summer, but I do not miss Indy during the winter. And by the time next winter came around, I was like, "Ooh, I can't do this anymore. So I ended up being like, can, can, can we go like, boom. So I went back to Nashville and ended up getting a, a job at Vanderbilt Trauma. It was my dream job, uh, and the boy came with me, so that was cool. I got right straight up out of there. Uh, Andy feels like a dream, like almost like it didn't happen. Like I have to sit back and I'm like, is what I, did that really happen? Did I live up there? Um, but it's cool. I I loved it. It got me out of my comfort zone. Oh, it straight up ripped me out of my comfort zone. I was like, oh my god, I'm in a city. What is this big boy? But look, a country boy in a big city. Ah but it was great. I felt a little bit more of myself. I was more, I think more myself that year than anything. I was around new people and I could just be me and didn't have to like deal with any, you know, like old school stuff. So it was neat. So anyways, I moved back to Nashville and, uh, you know, in this relationship, it's pretty serious. Uh, we were engaged. So, and we moved back and I had my family to deal with. And I was like, which was okay. Like, like at the time I was like, oh, it's a disaster. But looking back on it now, I'm like, it was good. Like I was very lucky. Like my mom, like, even though like it was rough for a little bit, like she was good. Here's the thing about coming out. Like you've got it rough, but sometimes, you know, you forget about the family too. Like your parents sometimes have to mourn the loss of who they thought their child was going to be so they can accept the person that they are. So, um, but looking back, like, you know, looking back on it, everything was good. I was very blessed. Um, where some are not so fortunate, but at the time, I was just, it was rough. So I was like, Ugh. and then, like, career, um, you know, when I got back to Nashville, I had some career hits. That's also going to be another podcast that you're, it'll make your blood boil when you found out what happened. But that's a different time. Uh, but, you know, I had some career. So like even in the career, like I, like I would get into these nursing jobs and I was trying to be me. Like, I'm just funny. Like whether you like it or not, I'm funny. I like to have fun. Like regardless of the situation, like I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have a blast. And I, that's just me. And sometimes when you're in a hospital, like especially critical care, people don't. They're just like, they think you take everything as a joke or whatever. I'm just like, no, if I didn't like laugh and like de-stress, I would literally go crazy because of all the stress that an ICU nurse goes through. Dealing with death and dying and family members and mourning and grieving and that and then the bullshit pizza parties. Oh, nurse appreciation. Thank you. Good job. Here's you a pencil and a pizza. Like, okay, sure. How about a fucking raise? Like, how about you pay us what we're fucking worth? Hmm. There's a thought for you. But I, you know, like the career had some ups and downs too. And it was just like, whoo. So I was like, relationship now is going well, but like I just had some things that just weren't weren't up to par. So with my family, I just kind of, I got to the point I was just like, well, this is real. The gay thing obviously ain't going away and can't pray it away. So no matter how hard you try, like this is, this is here. And like with my family, like I, it it was a struggle because I was like, I wanted them to see, like my family had the stereotype in the head that all gay people were like, would shit Skittles and, you know, dress up in drag. Like, and there's nothing wrong with shitting Skittles and dressing up in drag. Like be who you want to be. My family though, like thought that that's whoever person was. And I wasn't that. And my partner wasn't that either. And it was just like, if you could just meet him and see like, he's phenomenal. Like he, he's not this person that you have in your head. Um, he's actually normal. Um, and like, but like, you know, the family, when the family family's around, I couldn't bring my partner. And like, when I would go home, I was alone or like when they would come to Nashville, it'd be like whenever he wasn't around. And, You know, that was fine for a little bit, but, you know, like, that's not okay. Like, you know, like, that's, it's, it's not okay to do that. And you can't pick and choose. Like I was always told, like, if sin is sin, then, you know, like in God's eyes, you know, then here we are. But like, you're going to pick and choose what kid you're going to be around based on like your preference. Like you, you just can't do that. So I had to kind of boundary like myself up a little bit with that. And it was hard for me to do. Like, who's this person? Like, you don't stand up to your family. You always do what your family wants to do. So like, that was really hard for me, but I did it. And I was just like, look, and you know, I had a hard visit home that I was like, if this is the way it's going to be, you won't see me again. And I, I just basically said that I was like, you know, me and me and my sister, we're not welcome, but like the other kids are and they, but they have all the things that they still do. And. That was a pivotal moment with my family that it just kind of brought to light some things. And then, you know, things were good. So I put my foot down with that. Like, that's not the Josh that I knew. Like, boom, there you go. Pat you on the back. And then the career, like, you know, like, I was always trying to please others and I had hit after hit with the, the career. Like we'll we'll talk about that in another podcast. But it was it was rough. And I was just like, My God, like I've always been successful, but like here we are, like why am I not succeeding? Like and it was those things like I would get in there and like people like the nurses eat their young. Like that's a that's a thing we need to talk about. Like and I just like I wasn't myself. Like I was always, like I had to go in and try, like I was trying to be myself, but then the repercussions, then I tried to not be myself and then it was just like miserable. So I was like, ugh. So I finally got into, I finally started getting into, I got into oral surgery where I found aesthetics and I finally felt my little place there a little bit. So, you know, and, and it was, it was cool, but I kind of had to like get to a point to where with my career, I kind of had to put my foot down too. And I took the leap of faith, like, when was it? Uh, Six years ago that I was like, I'm gonna start my own business. It was terrifying as all get out. And, but I did it because I was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of growing somebody else's dream and like, and getting shat on and getting, and just not getting the credit and just being like, uh, and then it like just drama and bo- and all that stuff. I was like, there's more to life than this. So you know what? I took the risk and I started my own. And I'm so glad I did because here we are today, but I had to put my foot down and like, that's usually not what I do. Like I remember in my last job before this business, we had to work with some strategist people. And they were like, there's no right or wrong or blah, 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 blah. But that was definitely right or wrong. And they were just being ridiculous. And like, I'm sorry, but I worked for a multi-million dollar practice and helped run it. And I know what I'm doing. And then you're telling me like that I should only do a... I was like, no, you're you're telling me that I've got to do it your way. But if it's not your way, then it's wrong. But what happened to that? right or wrong. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh, with that thing, it was stressful. I was like, this is dumb. This is dumb. I learned a lot from that, but it was dumb. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. So started that. So like, here's this person, like putting up the start of, didn't know what they were, but boundaries. Like I was like... No, I drew a line and said, I'm like, I'm not okay with that. I've started standing up for myself. And I'm like, here we are. So I, you know, the world of aesthetics was a saving grace. I started growing my own dream. It was hard as all get out. People. Lord child, it's rough. It's funny because people will support the Kardashians, like in like all the, they'll they'll repost all this, but you let a friend do a new business, honey, and they're just like, they don't care. I had people unfollow me because they're like, I just got sick and tired of seeing your business stuff. I don't see your business stuff. But I'm like, oh, well, that's cute. I just saw that mm, Kylie Jenner makeup line post. But you don't know Kylie at all, but you'll support her business, but not your friends. Mm-hmm. Bye cut you right up out of my life, honey. Snip, snip, motherfuckers. Bye. Like it's crazy. So like I started boundarying myself with that a little bit too. So it was just, it was absolutely crazy, but I'm really glad that I was able to kind of put some boundaries up. And it's funny when you put up boundaries, people, it pisses people off, but you know, like boundaries are there to protect you, not them. So get mad if you want to, but it was funny. Like I was, you know, I was able to get my family back in line. I was like my career back on thing. And then, you know, sadly, sometimes relationships don't work out. Um, Sometimes people drift apart. Um, And regardless, you learn and you grow. Sometimes in relationships, you lose yourself. And that's what happened with my ex-partner. And it was fine. I would not take that back for anything. It was the seven of the best years, some of the toughest years and went through a lot of stuff. Um, and, and I ended up just finally, you know, like bounded myself with that. And I ended a a, a a relationship that I never thought would end. So here I am. And it's like, you know, oh, I had all the career hits, the highs and lows, you know, with a family ups and downs, and then the relationships, the ups and downs. And here's, here's what I come to the conclusion. Like when I kind of just like, I had to like, you know, I went from like being on top to being on the bottom, being on top. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't throw the gay jokes you know what I mean the ups and downs like here we are and in all of it when I got rid of like the career hit finally did and then I the family felt good and right like you know my family came around and like they had a great relationship with my ex-partner all this stuff and then you know all this stuff but when everything kind of ended and my career was high and all that here's what I found that like in putting everything else first, like I put my all into everything I do, my career, relationship, family, like you name it, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna put my all, I ain't gonna half-ass anything, honey. But whenever I got like to the bare minimum and like, you know, kind of boundaried myself a little bit, didn't realize I was doing it. Here's what I, here's what I found. In all these years, I never really focused on myself. Who the hell was Josh? I didn't know, I couldn't answer that question. I thought I knew, but I didn't. Like, I never truly got to focus on me. Like, I never got to know me. I never put me first. I never loved me. And I realized that. And I was just like, you know what? Like in the ending of a relationship, you know, I had my career was good. My family was good. And I was like, you know what? The relationship I'm going to have of these next little bit is going to be with myself. You're going to find out who you are. You're going to get, you going to unbox some shit of yours. You're going can, you can to get down the root of stuff. You're going to find out to love you. Because at the end of the day, you better love yourself before you love anybody else. You know, we get in relationships thinking that, like, oh, this other person completes me. Honey, no, you are a whole person on your own. You don't need anybody to complete you. They should accompany your life, compliment your life, not complete your life. Like, huge difference. I think I just landed another podcast episode on that. Yeah, let me write that down and done. Uh, cool. So, you know what? For the past three years, that's exactly what I've been doing. And honey, I'm here to tell you that the journey of self exploration and self love and like your self journey, honey, that shit is hard. That shit is hard. And it's hard to do. And not a lot of people do it. But I did it. Of these past three, you know, like, it's a hard journey. And like, because you have to deal with all these societal norms that has built up and built you up and basically has to try to define you and who you are. These over, over your whole lifetime and like who you are and who you should be like, you know, you got to have your shit figured out by the time you are 25 and like you, you have to get into a relationship and like, you know, that person completes you and like, you know, just keep quiet and be a peacemaker, you know, not to mention all the, the shit of like the self-hate that we throw at each other. Uh, like at each other and, and the hatred, but then the self-hate that you throw at yourself, like calling yourself fat and ugly and gross and not enough. No one loves you. Just quit. Like all these things. Like like when you strip away everything and you focus on like how you truly love yourself, like a lot of people don't love themselves. We actually treat ourselves like so shittily. Like would I ever go up to a friend and say, you're fat and ugly and gross and like disgust. Like if, you, well, sometimes, I mean, depending on the friend is, but like you wouldn't do that. So why are we looking in, to the mirror and saying that to ourselves. The number one person that matters most, like we like, will say the most disgusting things to ourselves, but yet wouldn't do that to a friend. Like we need to extend the same grace people to ourselves. It's crazy. So it's like, you know, stripping down all the self-hate, like all the things that like society wanted you to be and who you've built up to to basically, you know, be this persona of of what society wants you to be. Like stripping that shit down. And it, that is rough. And like, you know, but I did it. I was like, you know what? Fucking deal with it so it doesn't own you. And here's what I found out. The more I fell in love with myself, the more I fell out of love with others' opinions of me. I'm going to need you to sit on that for a second. The more I fell in love with myself, the more I fell out of love with others' opinions of me. Like when I stripped away everything, there's some things I didn't like about myself and i fixed it like you know it's like why do what like i thought i was a good listener but am i no we always listen to reply we don't listen to listen and so i worked on listening and i worked on like my self body image not perfect at it but i worked on not saying the shitty things to myself that i you know wouldn't dare say to a friend i realized that like i have to love myself as a whole I have to be a complete whole person and I need to love myself more than I love anybody because how can I love anybody if I don't love myself completely? And how the fuck am I going to get into a relationship whenever, you know, and try to love somebody if I don't do that myself? If I don't love myself wholly and realize that I could date myself and be fine alone the rest of my life and be like, you know what? Because I am enough. Only then when you get to that point, that's when you need to be in a relationship. Just saying it. Here you go you know, but like three years of dating myself and getting to know me, like it was really cool. Like after stripping away all the crap, like, like I started to, to feel good. And like, and like what happened was, is in that I started to care about my opinion first. And when I started caring about my opinion first, I started putting myself first, like, and I started creating these things called boundaries, honey. I didn't put up with shit and I wasn't going to tolerate shit. Like I knew what I wanted in a relationship, but what I did not want in a relationship. I knew that how in a like you're not going to talk to me in a professional manner this way. And this is how you're going to talk to me in a professional manner. Like, like my family, you're going to, you don't have to accept my lifestyle and my choice as you call it, but you going to love me for a human being. Like, and if you can't, then you don't get me in your life. Like I started, like I just found all these healthy boundaries and damn, did it feel good. So along this way of self-exploration and loving the fuck out of myself, along came social media, especially in the aesthetics industry. And I was like, okay, cute. I think I had like 400 followers and I was like, okay, well, maybe I can see this. And then I got on there and I started seeing all these injector accounts and I was like, oh my like, wow. And then I was, I, it was like instant stardom. I was like, oh my God, I love these people. Like, how can I be them? Like then the comparison monster, you know, we start comparing ourselves to others, which comparison is the murderer of joy. People don't do it. The only person you should compare yourself to is the person you were yesterday and how to be a better person today. So you can be a better person tomorrow. That's the only person you've got to compete with yourself. But it was, <clears throat> you know, when I first started my social media journey, like I was like, okay, well, all right, I need to do this. This is going to be great. This will be great for business. So here you go. So I tried to be like everybody else. How did that made me miserable? I was in there being professional. I felt like I was having to be this person that I wasn't. Again, I was like, oh, got to, you know, like wear a suit and tie and be like, hello, my name is Josh Davis and I'm here to teach you. I'm saying hello, how are you? Like, oh my God, it was not me, but that's what I thought that I had to be. Um, Because if I wasn't that, then these aesthetic companies wouldn't want me as a trainer or they wouldn't pay attention to me or I wouldn't be able to get recognized in the industry. Uh, So anyways, I was fucking miserable. Like I didn't grow. Like it didn't feel authentic. It was just not fun. I was like, ugh. you know, like I'm the type of person that likes to laugh and cut up and go on. I get inappropriate sometimes, honey. Like I said, what comes out of my mouth? I'm just as surprised as you are. No filter. I like to post inappropriate memes and like, like sometimes downright fucking vulgar and I don't care. I'm not going to apologize for that. You know, I got this new me here. I am in like social media journey. I tried to fit back into the old school norms when no, like, why am I going to do that? So I had this, I wanted to laugh. I also like saw things in the industry and like, I'd be like, man, that's not okay. Like that before and after photo, honey, you're trying to trick people. That ain't, that ain't right. Like, no. So I got to, in a world full of horses, like, I was like, you know what? Be a fucking unicorn. So that's what I tried to do. So I, like, I did. And so I started being me on there. I was terrified. I was like, oh, my God, these companies. Oh, my God, am I going to ruin my career? But, like, I started posting a little bit, and I would, like, call shit out. And, like, people, the response would be like, oh, my God, I thought the same thing. But I was too afraid to say that. Or that's exactly what I was thinking. Holy shit, you said it. Thank you for saying it. And I was like, hmm, okay. Okay there might be something to this. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Here we go. I'm just going to be myself. Um, and like I said, I was afraid that nobody would, you know, want to have anything to do with me. None of these companies would, you know, want anything to do with me. They thought I'd be inappropriate. Unfil- like who would, want an, uh, who would love and accept this unfiltered homosexual? You know what I mean? Like it was terrifying, but I did it anyways. And when I started being myself, well, what do you know? People fucking loved it like loved it i and then i i mean i went full force like i like i said if i'm going to do it i ain't going to half ass it like i dove head into the inappropriateness unfiltered motivational you name it raw realness here we are and people lost their mind over it they loved it my likes and followers went up. Suddenly social media for me was actually fun to do and not a damn chore. It was, I was, it was so refreshing to be myself and people thought I was refreshing. They were just like, wow, like you're such a breath of fresh air in here. Like, wow, you keep it raw and real, you know? they appreciated that they you know they they appreciated that i kept it unfiltered they they liked that i said you know say it like it is they 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 were like you are say what everybody else is thinking like and ha- wow like finally somebody in the industry to do that you know i can i tried to educate and i ca- try to make it fun i would motivate you know if you go on my social media feed you see like sassy little comments and sassy little you know it looks like a unicorn threw up on it it's fine um But my rainbow posts, like some of them motivate, some of them are sassy and downright truth bombs, but they make people laugh. And it's the raw, real stuff that is why I'm on this podcast today. You know, it it, it was funny because being myself won. And, And it was so cool because for the first time in my life, I really found like I found my voice and I was this, I was happy, you know, like being like everybody else was just blah. You know what I mean? Like and it was so refreshing just to be able to be me and and be appreciated and bam and then comes along a moment i think my defined moment like i i do not like multi level networking i do not like especially skincare it's a pyramid scheme let's just talk about it is and i had a moment where i went on there and i basically tea timed i had like a real time talk and i tea timed ro- uh, about rodan and fields and their consultants and how they, oh my God, just like, I, they're like parasites attacking the industry. And I just went on there and boom, what do you know? Tea time was born. People like, oh my God, Josh, spill the tea, spill the tea, spill the tea. And they asked me for more, 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 more. And then they would post and share the things and be like, oh my God, tea time with Josh, tea time with Josh. And I was like, ooh, honey, I think I'm onto this. They wanted more of it. And then you know what, honey? You want more of this, honey? I'm gonna whip that tea up and I'm gonna serve it right to you. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. And you know, some people didn't like it, and that's okay because not everybody's going to like you in life. <laughs> they just don't have a good taste. You know what I mean? Hey, hey. But it's like some people didn't like it, but here's my thing. Like, I'm, okay. I look at it like a radio station. You know, you have like AM and FM, hardly anybody's on AM, but I'm over here on my like radio, my, 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 my BTXJ, you know, point nine station over here. Like that's how I vibrate. That's my vibrational energy. We're all energy. Right. And I'm on vibrate at high energy. Cause that's just where I'm at. Like that I don't have time for negativity, all that stuff. You don't like me, fine, fuck off. You know, I'm going to be on my radio station. That's the beauty of radio station. You can tune into it, honey. Tune in or tune out. You can tune into it if you love it. There you go. Stay on my station because when you vibrate, you're going to attract the people that you love and that people that love you. And here's the thing. If you tune in and you don't like it, then change the fucking station, sweetheart. Like, change it. Go ahead and get on AM over there. Nobody's listening to AM anymore. I'm just saying. But you you don't like it, change the station. So, and that took me forever to get to. And I was just like, but I loved myself so much. Like, and that's not cocky. That is like, that's like just... I, I fell in love with this new person that I was. And I finally found my voice that I wasn't let any, I wasn't, I'm not going to let anybody tear that away from me ever again. And so you like my radio station, tune in. You don't like it, tune out. Easy as that. Like n- no need for your shitty ass opinion. No need for rude, trolley comments. Like just go on with life. You, you don't like people's vibrational energy. Go find people that you vibrate with. You know what I mean? Or if you're that miserable, go to Hustler of Hollywood, get you a little happy toy and some double D batteries and vibrate in certain ways so you can vibrate higher in life and be happy, honey. Like, that's all I got to say. So regardless of what people thought, like for like the two people that hated it, there was like millions that loved it. And so I focused on that, focused on the positive that like, here we are, you know, and I just kept being myself. And then, Lord, you know. Here comes along some companies like Mizzy Cosmetics and Quicksonic. They wanted me to do Instagram takeovers. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They want me to like speak on behalf. This is neat. And then next come AmSpa. Oh, my God. Like the American Med Spa Association. Love them. If you're in the med spa industry and you're not a member, you need to. Um, uh, Discount code Josh 15 gets you 15% off. Wink, wink. So, um, but they asked me to come speak at like their big event in Nashville. I was like, oh, this is like a big company. Like they want me to speak in person. This is fantastic. Like, and they're the big legal people that handle all the legal stuff in the med spy industry, like in the country. They wanted me. And it was like, wow, you know. And then that led to eventually becoming a MERS advisory board member. Like for my favorite, like I love and Oh, love that stuff. And like MERS aesthetics and then Perlinium, the makers of my favorite filler. Like, you know, like these massive companies loved me for me. Like, you know, some companies didn't, they didn't reach out and that's fine. Like you're not everybody's brand and that's totally fine. Like again, radio station, tune in or tune out. doesn't matter. But I just, it was so nice to feel accepted for the first time in my life. Like, you know, being told your entire life, ooh not going to cry, Josh, but like being told your whole life, like you, 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 the root of who you are is never good enough. You're disgusting. You're gross. And like, you're a sinner. You're going to hell and ooh, you're gay. Like blah, 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 blah. Being told your whole life, like you can't be yourself because you're wrong or this, that, and the other to finally being your true self and being accepted, not just by everybody. In a loving manner, but by these amazing companies, that in itself was so empowering to me. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. So I literally, I kept spilling the tea, you know, kept, you know, telling how it is, integrity to the industry, I, laughing, you know. And the more I did it, the more success I had. And it made me realize that I was able to be accepted for me. I felt my voice, I felt my true self. And you know what? I was finally able to look in the mirror and recognize who that person was. And I got to tell you, I loved what I saw. I love that guy in the mirror. He's a pretty damn good guy. You know, now I have a voice for the aesthetic community. You know, like nurse that you know, they look up to me and, and they know like that I'll keep it raw and real. You know, and I've been asked to speak now. God, last year I traveled all over speaking at all t- kinds of things. I've hosted Amspa's big uh, the Medspa show, their their launch party with over 1500 people. And I've uh, spoken do tea time events for these companies to help spread the word about good products. You know, like and like in Scottsdale like over 100 injectors come to this thing when they only allowed 40 but 100 showed up and I'm like the fact that like 100 of you guys just even showed up like that's amazing. You know, and I preached this community over competition which started a movement with my friend Sarah Berg and here we are and, like got connected to some of the amazing people in the industry. And that's That would have never happened if I was still trying to be a horse and not a unicorn. So I'm going to keep on spilling the tea, honey. I'm going to spill the tea in hopes that it, you know, and making people laugh in a world where we need it. We need laughter more than anything. I want to keep it real. Spilling that tea to keep it real. Like we need real in a world full of fake honey. Let's keep it real. I'm going to say what we all think. I'm going to continue to do that, girl, because that's all that. I mean, who else is going to? You know what? I want to hope. I want to hope hopefully be a voice for some people to help them find their true voice. I want, I want to show that no matter like your background, like whether you're gay, straight, black, white, red, yellow, black, and white, whatever it is that like you, you know, that you can make it in this world. You can be who you are and be proud of that. And at the same time, like that, no matter our backgrounds, that we can all relate to stuff because we all go through it. I want to talk about that stuff, you know, like, you don't want to spill the tea on it because we can all relate to it no matter where you're from. Like, no matter if you're like, if you gay or not, I'm sure listening to this, you could probably relate to certain shit. You probably relate to being bullied in high school. If you can't, then you were too pretty. Like, you know what I mean? But like, that's why I've spilled the tea. So, you know, like, so I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm going to keep on calling it like I see it. I'm going to keep on not putting up with the bullshit, honey. I'm going to speak my voice unapologetically. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to make people laugh. I'm going to make people cry, both bad and a good way, I'm sure. And I'm going to keep on being me because I have found this me. And I'm telling you, when I look in the mirror and I see the guy who's looking back, I know who he is and I just fucking love him to death. So I'm going to be me and I'm going to be unapologetically me. Always, hunty. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. Take a journey of self-love and acceptance. Look in the mirror. And if you don't like who you see, honey, who has the power to change that? You and maybe a nurse injector with a good botox and filler, you know what i mean? But do the work. R- like get to the like rip your shit down to the bare stuff and just deal with it. Like get to know the real you. And if that means you lose friends along the way, so be it. Chapter closed. If that means you lose a relationship that you needed to get the fuck out of anyways, so be it. Chapter closed. If that means you need to get a, out of the toxic work environment, you know what? So be it. Chapter closed, honey. Like if you don't like the life you're living, you change it. You're the only person in power of that. So I hope this has really motivated you to like, if you feel like you're not being authentic, like change it, go find the authentic you and be you unapologetically you, just like I'm unapologetically me. Let it motivate, let it light a fire in you and a voice that you never thought you had. And I hope to God you do. And if you do, I want you to, I want you to share that. I I want to email me at the tea time Uh, with TalksJosh at gmail.com. I want to see if it's helped. Like, share me your success stories. Like, tell me. Tell me me the shit you've been through. Like, I want to hear your stories. You know what I mean? So that's my journey, folks. A little view into a life of Talks Josh over here. How he became a voiceless person into the unapologetically himself queen that he is today. So... I'm excited. Thank you guys for tuning in these past four episodes and just taking a dive into my life and getting to know who I'm, who I am before you start spilling the tea hot. And you're like, oh, this kid's an asshole. He's a dick. Like, but you know where I'm coming from now, you know who I am. And hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the little journey and stuff. So I can't wait to bring more episodes. Oh my gosh, it's going to be grace. This podcast You're going to hear more stories about my life and opinions on stuff based on my crazy experiences. We're going to talk about all the things, honey, all the things, aesthetics, what's hot and what's not, and keeping the industry in check and real, educating you and making you laugh along the way. What are trends in the industry? We're going to talk about that too. And we're also going to hit all things, not aesthetics, honey. We're going to talk boundaries, love, women, empowerment, sex. Sex. Lots of sex. Sex and more, honey. Relationships. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about blowjobs. Men and their bullshit. Women and their bullshit. Women eat world. Women eat the women world in this world. We're we going to talk about it. We're going to talk about parenting. These hell young kids and how parents don't know how to be fucking parents these days. The nasty nursing stories. The sad ones. The funny ones. The happy ones. All the random shit that makes us laugh, makes us tick, and get ticked off, honey we gonna spill all the tea, honey. So these episodes, they're gonna be released every Tuesday for your pure prime time enjoyment, honey. So what I need you to do, you're do gonna tune in, whether you're drinking a hot cup of tea, you can tune in on your way to work while you're getting ready, doing that skincare, honey, in the bathtub with some wine while you're ignoring your husband because he's getting on your fucking nerves while you're running, you know, or just need a good dose of laughter or pick me up. Like, that's what Tea Time's for. And you're going to get it weekly on Tuesdays. And probably once a month, we're going to pop on there and I'm going to talk about some things. Aesthetics. For all my aesthetic injectors out there wanting to know little tips and trips and pearls. Hey, girl, hey. There you go. So I want you to subscribe to this podcast. And if you've got any hilarious nursing stories or want to connect with us, email us, tea time with talkstrash at gmail.com. And find me on social media at Talkstrash. So, you know. <laughs> and you know, oh, wait a minute. Let me get my whole thing here. I gotta get it. My little, today I'm drinking matcha green tea with pineapple juice. Delicious. Mm. So until next time, that's the last drop of that tea, sweetie.